1: Welcome back to the Pride of Detroit PODcast. Welcome back if you are a repeat customer. Welcome back if it's your first time. You know what? You were probably here before in some past life. Maybe you just dreamed about. It. Maybe you precogged into the PODcast before. Either way, welcome back. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host here for PrideofDetroit.com, at Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. You know where to find us. This is the Pride of Detroit PODcast brought to you by Sadness and apathy and you know what let's just get let's get everyone introduced here because we got to dive right into this one it's a late night for us here we've been burning uh a lot of candles at multiple ends various ends with jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at detroit online dragged out of bed here at this ungodly hour how are you doing jeremy
2: i am burning candles to get the stench out of my house for watching that game
1: you're burning candle. Enough candles is probably burning down your house.
2: Yeah, talking head style.
1: Ryan Matthews Black, the motherfucking rock guy. at Ryan underscore pod.
0: He's here as well. He just came in from playing some hockey. How are you? Uh, smelly, but yeah. uh, I mean, not as smelly as the Detroit Lions franchise. <laughs> <Nailed> <laughs> Let's it. Just dump.
1: I mean. You always want let's to start with... You let's always want dump to start right into it. Yeah, let's dump right into it. You always want to start with a score. I want to just cold open this podcast, and I should have, but I just have to do my, you know, complimentary introductions. First off, you always see the score. 34-22 Chicago Bears over the Detroit Lions. The Chicago Bears snap their 10-game losing streak of we own the Bears to the Detroit Lions. And let me tell you something, man what I saw out there was kind of pitiful and it feels bad. It feels real bad because it just feels like the lions have lost that arms race out there. I'm not going to be depressive about it. I'm not try- I'm just trying to give the facts, just the facts, ma'am. It feels like the lions have kind of lost that arms race because the bears. Ooh, wow. Like what? The only thing the bears did not do well in this game was run the ball. Everything else, though, they they tore apart the Lions. Uh, Jeremy, I think you've been holding this in. You want to get to it right away. Your thoughts?
2: Oh, man. I mean, nothing about this game was surprising, but it's just so demoralizing watching this team come out so slow each week and all of your worst worries about this team. I mean, you look at the Lions and who they are through through eight games, and you, you have a pretty good grasp on who they are. Their offense is struggling. They can't stop the pass. Their def- run defense is getting better, but you hope that a guy like Matt Patricia, who's you know built his whole quote unquote career on adjusting and getting better in the second half and coming in with a different game plan each week to to counteract, you expect to see something different. You, you hope to see something different. That's. That's the whole hope behind Matt Patricia. This is the whole reason why I was optimistic going forward is that I thought maybe the defense would get better. I thought maybe the team would make some adjustments. I thought maybe the offense would need a week or two without Golden Tate to realize what the hell are they going to do without Golden Tate, and none of that is happening. They are who exactly we thought they are, and they're a horrible, horrible team right now. I I mean, it, I can't make an argument that this team isn't a bottom-five team right now because, yes, the run defense is improving, almost exclusively because of Damon Harrison, that's the, that's it. No one else is is getting better right now. Jared Davis is not, does not need another couple of weeks in this defense. He's not getting better
1: at this rate. How, how, how long is the Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia regime going to last? Because this isn't just a matter of like Patricia not getting these guys ready or us finding another coordinator to fire, but there there's just draft picks out. there just not performing well. At this point guys brought in through free agency through these years. That just, it just doesn't seem like this, this was supposed to be the culmination of the blueprint. Bob Quinn was putting together, right? This, this team this year is supposed to be it. I know they tried to preach. uh, Patience. Patience. Yeah. Patience. And it's like, no, you fired a guy who was going nine and seven. And this is what you're getting instead. And I don't I just I I have no other words for it other than just and I'm sure Ryan will appreciate this. And I'm opening up the door for Ryan to speak. But this ain't it, chief. (laughs) This ain't it. What the what the Lions are doing out there. This ain't it. And it, it feels like every the Lions did everything according to what you're supposed to do by old standards of the NFL, and they ran up against a team who seems to be doing it right by new standards. We talked with Robert Zaglinski. You can go, go, you can go back and listen to that passive-aggressive stuff. You should listen to it, especially if you're Ryan Matthews, and listen to all the barbs Rob left for you, Ryan. <laughs> but like this, he, he's totally right. This was, a, this was a Bears offense that doesn't have a great quarterback but has, a great, has, a, has an offensive scheme that just works. It, it, it works with the personnel it gets. It feels like the Lions don't have anything working out there. It feels like they just came into the, the, like you can see it on some of those guys too. They're just getting frustrated out there. They don't know what they're, I I don't want to say they don't know what they're doing, but they're definitely not executing on whatever the hell they're trying to do out there. I don't know, Ryan, like uh, me and Jeremy have opened this up with our frustrations. How are you feeling?
0: Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I think I'm kind of, I'm past the point of, of frustration and it, it kind of sucks because I feel like I'm, I'm sinking into apathy a little bit and I know that's just not a good place to be, we but we can't have that. We've got to get our, our downloads on Spotify. I know. I know. Totally. So I, I think I want to take this back to what you said about how, you know, at the beginning of the season, Patricia specifically talked about patience and, that doesn't jibe at all with the comments that Quinn made when he decided to let go of Caldwell and he was talking about how this team wasn't a 9 to 7 team and that they should be a better team and and their sights should be set on things like playoffs and 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 winning divisions and and things of that nature so i don't think it's fair to i don't think it's fair to the fans of this team to to do that and with the way that this team is performing like this isn't a patience thing like because i think what was important about what jeremy was saying is like you're not seeing like some of these players progress like jared davis like is who he is at this point Uh, you know he's been in this scheme for you know uh nine you know eight regular season games um or nine regular season games but you know he said he had all summer he had the preseason i mean so you have you have these players who are Bob Quinn's players, and they're Matt Patricia's players now. And when you're not seeing the like the fruits of the labor, when you're not seeing like progress, then it's like, well, what am I what like what am I being patient about? Like, what what's the patience for? Like, well, what am I being patient on? What am I waiting for? Like, what is it I'm supposed to be seeing? Because if it's supposed to be like you know Chris, you talked about like the Bears might not have a very good quarterback. But they scheme. They have an offensive scheme that just works because they play to the, you know, the strengths of their players. I'm not seeing that like on defense. I'm not seeing that on offense. So, if if it's if it's failures on the coaching staff, but you're asking me to be patient because you're a new coaching staff, it, it's hard as a fan to buy in on that because it's like, well, I don't know what I'm being patient about.
1: Yeah, and I hate to start big picture. I really do because these things you're saying, Ryan, are things we've been harping on all season as his Lions team just keeps imploding, but it just, it needs to be said over and over though. Like, and I think you're right about guys kind of like, I think the most surprising thing, if we can narrow in, in this game a little bit too, was how Matthew Stafford played to me. Like some of these guys out here are just, I, I don't know Jeremy, if regressing is the right word, but there are some guys out there that are just like everything we talked about, about this team moving forward, just was on display looking the opposite way today.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think with Matthew Stafford, you can use the word regressing. He was one of the best quarterbacks over the past two and a half years going into this season, and I think expectations were just as high, or maybe even higher, because the offensive line was "quote unquote" fixed. And if you want to talk reg- regression, I don't know what's going on with the offensive line. I don't know what's going on with Taylor. I thought,
1: yeah, but, I thought that ten sack game last week was an aberration. Six sacks on the day on Stafford. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, and that that also not. Not completely surprising given how good this Bears defense is. Sure, and yeah. You know, given the fact that TJ Lang was out. But, I mean, the offense just in, in general regressing quite a bit. I mean, to be fair, this offense was never great under Jim Bob Cooter. It was good. And Stafford had suddenly become more patient and more careful with the ball. And the lines weren't killing teams like the the Chiefs and the Saints and you know, all these high power offense are, but they were controlling games. They were able to put up 30 points when they needed to. And and if they got into a shootout, which it never felt like they wanted to do, they could. Now that's out of the window. They can't do it. They they can only score touchdowns in the fourth quarter when they're already down 25 points and, (laughs) you know, rely on onside kicks and, and, you know, crazy picks to, to, to get them back in the game, like against, you know, San Francisco and all that. And, it's, it's clearly going to Matthew Stafford's head. I don't know what's going on with him, but he's making a lot of poor plays. He's holding onto the ball way too long, and he's not the the biggest problem this team has right now. That's by far the past defense because they're almost as much of a sieve on their past defense as they were in 2008. It's that bad right now. But Matthew Stafford certainly isn't playing to the level we're used to seeing, and that's why all the... The people are coming out of the woodwork. The Stafford haters, who've been dormant for two and a half years, have have risen again, and we're living in the land of the
1: dead. I mean, it. There is part of it on him for just again, like I, I've I've not seen a quarterback just suddenly pumpkin like this in in a good long while. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to find other silver linings out here. Like Kenny Galladay played fine, I guess. He did. I mean. We can still the one <laughs> the one bit
2: of optimism that I get to cling to every week is the 2018 draft class. And it's the reason why I'm not close to fire Bob Quinn yet. Um, obviously, you you look at the Bears and, and you think like, wow, you know, they really turn things around in a hurry. Aren't, aren't they amazing? Why can't the Lions do that with the first time head coach? The Bears had building blocks. They had a good defense last year. No one just noticed because their offense was god awful. They went out, they had some pieces already in, in Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, and they got a couple more this offseason. And that's all it took. The Lions were a much bigger project. And I know people don't believe that since they were nine and seven last year, but they were because the defense was a mess last year. It still is a mess. The Lions couldn't go out and, you know, get a defensive end. It's, it's much tougher, in my opinion, to build a good defense than it is a good offense. That being said, the offense taking a huge step back means that Jim Bob Cooter's getting fired at the end of the year. It's just gonna yeah. happen. It, I, it I absolutely just, is gonna happen.
1: No, I, I totally think he is, but I I I'm wondering two things now. One is like you mentioned nine and seven, it was absolutely overachieving, but I'm just wondering how you square that circle because as as Ryan said, like, you know, nine and seven not good enough on one hand, but then I'm also hearing that the Lions were a much bigger project than something like the Chicago Bears. And I'm just trying to square what exactly is going on with this team it, it it baffles me i i love i love trying to figure out the problem of it that we have schrodinger's team here that is both simultaneously good and bad and dead and not dead and then at the same time you you mentioned jim bob cooter getting fired i'm just wondering how, ma- how many more firings are there going to be like i i don't know how much more we can keep overhauling the staff right now before we have to start Asking questions, and I know it's only the first year for him, but asking questions about Patricia, too.
0: Yeah, I think with Patricia, you need to, I think with Patricia, obviously, is going to come patience. Because so so long as Bob Quinn is your general manager, like Matt Patricia is going to be your coach. Like, I think those two, you know, they came in, they, they came in almost, you know, um with one another and they have that you know five-year extension so like you know Quinn's extension matches up with Patricia's contract and like those two are just like your guys at this point and I, I don't even know I mean Jim Bob Cooter might make it through the entire you know the entirety of the 2018 season it wouldn't shock me if if they decide to make a change but at the same time I, I don't know if they would I, th- I think they'll probably just ride things out um, because honestly, I don't. I, I mean, if we wake up, you know, the following morning and Jim Bob Cooter's gone, it, it it's not going to change anything to me. I, I I don't think so. I don't think that sitting at three and six, that all of a sudden you're going to make some changes and and you know make any noise in in this uh, in this 2018 season. It's not good right now. I hate no, to say it. <laughs> it's not good. Feels it's not good and. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying not to turn people away from it, but let's take a quick break here. Rebound. We'll try to go a little deeper into this game and maybe talk about the future. Maybe uh, I've I've got a like a, a mini rage corner, I guess. I'm not going to play the music for it, but just like two word a two word rage corner, two sentence rage corner, I guess. And we'll see what else we've got here. We're recording late on Sunday. So if anything does come out about Jim Bob Cooter, we can't be held responsible for it on Monday. Can't do that. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back on the Pride of Detroit POD cast late night edition here as we are recording on a Sunday. Doesn't, don't matter much for you. You're going to be listening to it whenever you listen to it, probably on Monday. Who knows? Probably not late night for you. That's the power of podcasting is that we can record at any time you won't hear us struggling to to keep Jeremy and Ryan awake. And that's fine. You'll be listening in your car. We try to make the magic happen here. So I think what we're going to do for this, Ryan, Jeremy is I think I'm going to throw names at you and you're going to tell me like, we want to do individual performances, right? Do you guys have any names here that you want to hone in on? Or should I just start throwing names at you guys?
2: Well, uh, Let me, let me start out with some positives because I think a lot of Lions fans that are tuning in right now are probably just desperately looking for something happy to cling to, or maybe they just want to hear us yell. probably a mixture of both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some pathos going on here for sure. But
2: yeah, let me, let's start on defense because I feel that's where probably people feel the most helpless and. The one guy that we're sure is going to be a part of this team in the future, Quandre Diggs, I thought actually had a pretty good game. He had that missile tackle uh, early in the game, and I believe he also had a pass breakup. And while there's not a lot of hope for the secondary this year, he's the kind of guy that's going to stick around along with Darius Slay, along with Tracy Walker, and you have at least some pieces there. It's not a lot. It's not nearly enough. But I think there's reason to be confident about Quandre Diggs going forward. Obviously, Darius Slate's fine. Um, hopefully, he gets his knee right. Hopefully, he rebounds from a subpar year from him, but it's still a, a good year. Um, and then we'll see what Tracy Walker has. Obviously, we've only seen a little bit, kind of the tip of the iceberg. There. He actually had the only other pass defense in this game as well. So, so maybe there's some optimism there. But. Um, I'm just just—I'm still glad that Quandre Diggs is on the team. Um, he's, he's a key part to this defense, and he will be going forward, and I, that's why the Lions gave him an, ex, an extension before the year started.
1: Yeah, I thought he did pretty good there, too. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else on defense I can probably give good accolades to right now. Uh, Ryan, do you have a name that you want to go through positive before we dive into the rest of the mess?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, the one guy who is the saving grace for the Lions 2018 defense and the reason why they can, you know, not be a sieve like the rest of their defense is, you know, Damon Harrison, like he's come what in a good and pick up. Yeah, pick up. yeah, yeah, totally. I I, I think he has single handedly transformed the Lions run defense into something that is just the, the strongest part of, of their unit, which is kind of depressing but I'm trying to make this into a good point like it's it's a good thing to have Damon Harrison because he's under contract for the next couple of years and you know if he's this productive hopefully oh man see I'm doing it again I'm like hopefully he doesn't turn into Glover Quinn <laughs> um but yeah so Damon Harrison you know the the one thing that super bummed me out is after the game he got on social media and he was talking about how you know he was respon like he was responsible for some plays like the the touchdown by, um, Tariq Cohen, um, early in the game and, and, and another running plays like those plays were, you know, directly on me. I should have, you know, I should have made plays on those. Um, and it's like, dude, don't beat yourself up. You are not the problem with this team. (laughs) Like if anything, like, I mean, today the bears had 22 carries for 54 yards, like awesome. Perfect. Jordan Howard had 11 carries for 21. Tariq Cohen was seven carries for 15 yards. Like Damon Harrison, you are anything but the problem. You have been the one saving grace of this Lions defense. Yeah. Stopping
1: Sean up to Rico and was, uh, was big in my book. I was terrified of him coming in and you know what? I, I take a positive spin on him talking on Twitter because I come from some harsh critique uh, stuff too. It's like, sometimes you just want to critique yourself on that. It's not beating yourself up. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just notes for notes for the future, you know?
2: And I, I mean, it was kind of r- relieving and refreshing to see some guy not only say, like, hey, my bad, uh, players do that all the time, but he, he like went into specifics. He says, I should have made that play on the backside A gap on the three yard touchdown. And then he, he has like the timestamps down on these. I don't know if he looked them up or if he memorized them. He's like, 8 14 second quarter QB draw on the four. That was my play to make. I ran up the feet. Like he explained what he did wrong. And, and that's valuable not only to a fan who's like, okay, wow. It feels good to see a defensive player own up to his mistakes, but it's also informational, right? Like we get to see inside of, you know, the the film room when he he says something like that. So um, Snacks is a guy that I just continue to have more and more respect for. And obviously his gameplay is, is way up to par. And again, kind of a, a reason to maybe have a little bit of uh, optimism going forward with this defense.
1: Well, you've kind of opened up the door here talking about self-critique to a guy who I didn't think did well, but I know he's kind of owned up to it. But before we jump in there, I just want to say real quick, Kenny Galladay, still still decent. Yeah,
2: yeah? He, he made some big catches in this game. And it's a shame Stafford wasn't finding him more often, and a couple times he overthrew him. Stafford was just weird this entire game. I, I still don't know what to make of it. But, um, but we'll we just need Stafford more separation on him. We need need more separation from him. We need more targets. He was probably targeted like 12 times in this game, 13 13 times times, in this game. So um, I'd still like to see more just because, I mean, the lines don't have any other options. (laughs) The tight ends are useless. Theoretic can only do so much out of the slot. He's not Golden Tate. And Marvin Jones is Marvin Jones. He'll be open sometimes, but most of the time you'll have to force some balls to him too. And, I I mean, uh, I don't want to harp on the Golden Tate stuff too much, but well, this, defense, no, I mean, this I, I offense kinda, is just nothing without him right now.
1: I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. It's something, again, I've been noticing and harping on for a while now, too, and I keep using the analogy about Jenga. It's It feels like Lions offense since 2016 has been one Jenga block removed after another,
0: and eventually
1: the whole damn thing collapses.
0: Yeah.
1: Ryan, I think you wanted to get in here real quick.
0: Um, I mean, if we can flip over to the offensive side of the ball, since we're talking about Kenny Galladay, I thought... I thought carry on Johnson aside from the fumble, which was, um, which was unfortunate, but I thought outside of that, he had a good game. I mean, the touchdown that he scored on the goal line, like that's exactly what the lions have been, you know, missing from their offense for the better part of a year, you know, the, the struggles that they have had in the red zone and being able to, you know, get the ball in. Um, so, you know, carry on Johnson, 14 carries for 51 yards and a touchdown, but then also a touchdown receiving as well. You know, he had 89 yards from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, it really really impressed with the game that he had. Um like I said about the fumble. Yeah, yeah. I mean and I think that was another thing that I thought was um was really admirable about what he did on Sundays. You know, he's got this bum ankle. It's clearly affecting him. There was the play where he went over on the sideline and he had so much momentum that he ended up like on the Bears bench and you could tell he was kind of hobbling. Mm-hmm. yeah And I mean the guy like he came back and he like kept playing. Like he still scored his receiving touchdown after that. Um you know, the game was well within hand. Like, I don't feel like at any point in time, you know, the Lions were going to win this game. But I mean, for a guy who was hurt, it would have been really easy for him to say, you know, LeGarrette Blunt's here. Have him do it. Or Zach Zenner is here. Let let him do it. So yeah. um, I I like commend him for the performance that he had mm-hmm. on Sunday.
2: People use the term lionized too often and I guess it's kind of a catch-all term for a player that's just not performing well or isn't giving it all their all, which is really hard to tell from the eye point of view. But if there's a guy that didn't look lionized out there, it was on Johnson. And I I definitely give him a lot of credit. I'm 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 proud of the way he played, like you said, despite the fumble, which was kind of an unfortunate play because he was actually breaking tackles. And like you see a lot of times when you're breaking tackles like that, it allows some people from behind to tackle you and, and force the fumble there and didn't end up like costing the lines any yard speak, or any points because apparently the lines have some sort of voodoo doll of opposing
1: kickers that allows them to miss I was, four kicks in a game. Oh my God. I was, I was once again, this is where my notes stand off because like Cody Parkey hit the upright four times. <laughs> I think it comes out to about eight points lost. Not enough to win this game, un- unlike Mason Crosby, but, you know, that as you say, that voodoo doll is getting a lot of work out here.
2: But to, to turn into kind of the negative stuff about the game, which, yeah. I mean, we could go a million different angles here, but can we talk just for a second about LeGarrette Blunt?
1: Okay, go, go there. I have someone on the defensive side to talk about. Um, that have been waiting to jump in on, but go right ahead to Blunt
2: there. I mean, there's, there's zero point in this guy getting any more touches this season. I'm sorry. Like I, I, a year ago, I stand for bringing LeGarrette Blunt aboard this year. I wanted Frank Gore instead, not, not trying to toot my own horn here, but LeGarrette Blunt is just a waste of a down. Now he, he completely six carries for four yards. He had two goal line carries. They both went for nothing. I'm at a point where LeGarrette Blunt, has pissed me off so much that I want Zach Zenner in there instead. That's how bad it's gotten.
0: I, the one thing I'm upset about when it comes to the Garrett blunt is I feel like he still has, I, I think he still has something in the tank, but I'm just seeing the most unimaginative ways of using him and just the wrong ways of using him. That's, that's fair. Like what I mean on what world, on what planet, on what plane do we want LeGarrette Blunt trying to secure the edge? <laughs> like stretch I, plays, man. Yes, like it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes it, it makes no sense at all. Like I don't I don't get it. The, and a funny funny statistic if you're looking for something, but six carries, four yards, he had a long of five. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean before that last run, five carries for negative one yards.
0: Yeah, just absolutely brutal. Oh. So I, I truly think like it's a coaching thing.
2: Nick uh, while we're on coaching things, third and one you're giving it to Nick Balfour? Wow. Oh,
0: I know. then you're don't. not
2: I mean if you're giving it to Nick Balfour on third and one and he doesn't make it, you should be going for it on fourth down and you don't.
0: Yeah, you should absolutely be going for it. I think I think if you were in any position where it was either fourth and short or it was you're in plus, you're even barely in plus territory, the Lions defense on the back end was clearly not going to get anything done. So, you know how you're going to try to win that game with the strength of your team, which calling the Lions offense the strength of your team is, like, insanity to me, to me at this point, but their defense is just so bad on the back end that, like, that's going to be the only way that you maybe have a chance. So you have to be uber-aggressive. You're on the road. You're 3-5. and five, Just try anything, but, like, punting and, you know, wasting the time out because you have the field goal unit on and then you end up, like, it's just, I'm, yeah. it's... Uh, <laughs> And
2: uh, this might get us off on a tangent a little bit, but I thought the end game coaching was the worst it was all year, like not even close. It, part and part of it is because they didn't go go for it on that early fourth down. I realized they were deep in their own zone, and I realized lines did go for it five times on this game, but it should have been six. You could tell early on this game was going tilted very quickly, and and the Lions defense was just not going to show this day. And so you're right; you just you need to commit to hey, we're in a shootout now; we can't afford to give up a possession on a fourth and in inches. That's not going to work. And then, like you said, there was the field goal punt thing where if you decide, Hey, I guess maybe we're not going to try 50 far, five yard field goal, take go the delay game penalty or go yeah. for it, but don't waste the timeout because guess what? At the end of the half, the lines very well could have used that timeout. They could have gotten another possession with at least 45 seconds left, probably with good field positions. And, and who knows what happens then? Cause it, what was it? It was 26 to seven you could have gotten another touchdown in there potentially, or at least a field goal, 26 to 10. Suddenly you come out in the first, in the second half score again, and it's one score game. And so, I mean, coaching was just a disaster. I'm not that mad about the challenges at the end of the game because the the reward was kind of up there in, in terms of value. But at the same time, he lost them both. He lost two timeouts that could have been valuable at the end of the game again. And I, I don't know. I, I thought Matt Patricia was a smarter man, and he apparently is not.
1: Speaking of being smart or not, like oh man, just some of the some of the calls to run the ball late in this game too. It's like, why are you? you don't need to keep trying to establish the run game when you're in a hole like that. Yeah, there's,
2: there's, why. Why do the Lions have 24 run attempts in this game? They yeah. were down <laughs> two touchdowns, <laughs> like. Seven minutes into this game, it felt. Listen, like.
1: listen, it's a joke. I love establishing the run game, but that's a little too much even for me.
2: <laughs> I know. I mean, you probably don't want to get Stafford killed in this game, and I understand that as well. But there, there's got to be a happy. Well,
1: what's the other plan? What, what's the other? What's the other course of action? Because clearly, you're not going to get done on the ground either.
2: Yeah, and and I think maybe one of the most infuriating coaching decisions in this game was how the game started. The Lines come out, no huddle. They're moving the ball.
1: Halfway through the drive, they just give up on that, and they never go back to it again. I, I I don't know what that was. That 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 confuses me more than anything else in this game. It's like they were just trying to tease Lions fans. Like, hey, here's what you
2: wanted. Oh, it worked. Well, too bad. Next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, real quick, we've kind of burned this segment. I, and yet I cannot let this segment go without having to talk about. The, the other corners right now because Deshaun shed spent so much of the day chasing after Alan Robinson and Nevin Lawson remains an ungodly cipher that I just don't know like what is going on with. And yet I just can't look at this game and say, once again, I have to say this ain't it chief.
0: Nevin Lawson, isn't it? Nevin Lawson, isn't it? To be honest, I, th- the only the only defensive back I want to see back next year is Darius Slay, Quandre Diggs, and Tracy Walker. Everybody yeah. else can go. Yeah, yeah Glover Quinn
1: might it might be time for him to hang him up. It it is. I yeah. I
2: hate it because he's been one of my favorite lines since he's been here, but it's over. It's over. And yeah, I mean I was going to make a a taken to the shed joke, but it's just not worth it at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to cut your mic right there. Let's not (laughs) do that. Let's not do that, please.
2: (sighs) I don't know what else to say. Like Any quarterback in the league right now, short of Nathan Peterman, could tear this defense apart. Oh,
0: man, Mm -hmm. I don't even know. I would give Peterman the benefit of the doubt. We might have to see
1: Peterman, depending on what happens come uh, December.
0: Oh, my goodness. That would be... That would be my nightmare. I think that could be like a that could be a low. That could be yeah, a low be, low. That would be getting that would be
1: worse than getting repped up by Sam Darnold.
2: Um, I mean infinitely. that should have been the warning sign though, right? Like
1: <laughs> Well man, we we try so that, that's the funny thing about this season. That's the one funny thing is we've spent so long this season going back and forth from that vantage of the Jets game where the Lions got absolutely wasted. Trying to figure out anything to say that this team is better than that game, and we've looked through these things like cones, like through fortune cookies, looking looking on things like Patriots wins or close losses to the Forty ers or the win over the Dolphins, and yet somehow after a month after the month of October, we've ended up back here.
2: Yeah, back yeah, here. I mean, that's a right really good point people. to be made because yeah. yeah I, I think earlier, I think after the Dolphins game, I probably said, throw out that Jets game. That's not who this team is, and I was wrong because we're two months later now, and the exact same things are happening. Stafford is turning the ball over. The offense is lost. Special teams is still kind of a mess. By the the way, Sam Martin...
1: Stop anything. By the way, Sam Martin going to the hospital after that game, too. Like, special teams could get a lot worse from here.
2: Well, I don't know. Sam Martin was not playing well, so yeah well he i mean an, a, a punter off the street and i don't know sure, if it's that big of a sure. step but down. i mean
1: injuries injuries too just kind of really starting to pile up um, well yeah the, the michael roberts left. the shoulder
2: injury michael roberts marvin jones kenny galladay left for a little bit i i, a. I wouldn't a Sean robinson left and i believe he came back as well levine toyolo left for a like, that and, and carry on Johnson obviously very much dealing with an ankle injury I'm not I would not be surprised to see at least half of those guys missing on Wednesday's practice
1: it's only going to get worse so when do you shut down when do you shut down Stafford you don't <laughs> all right we've still got two segments to go here I just threw it out as a firebrand. uh when we come back I think I'm going to do my little mini rage corner which fits in well it's basically like it, this this is some this is some i think some group therapy we're about to do how to deal with the rest of this season as a lions fan we'll be right back we're back baby pride of detroit podcast uh trying to really Brewing, brewing up as much coffee as possible right now, and maybe trying to find some uppers for Jeremy and Ryan after this, after this awful game. I don't know. Something, anything. We'll try anything. What are you guys trying?
2: Uh, cocaine? (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) nothing nothing helps. you're not supposed
1: to say that on a podcast
2: not trying cocaine kids (laughs) don't do it i've never had it and never will but don't do it i don't know what i'm doing anymore i'm just saying things into a microphone to try to keep myself awake because all i want to do is go to bed and put that game behind me right now
1: and i refuse to let you let me do a little mini rage corner No music for this one but And it's going to be literally like a a couple of uh, sentences, which is why I'm not going to run the music for it. There's only one qualification to being a fan. And that is when your team does well, you cheer for them. That's it. Done. That's it. So the only thing you need to be to be a fan of a given team. You don't have to feel a certain way about A coach you don't have to be defending or condemning a player you don't have to be sticking with the team when it's really starting to suck you don't have to be ignoring them either just that's the one thing that is the one thing that makes a fan a fan that's it a lot of people want to police what a fan means they're wrong no fan please f the fan please just like I don't understand why other like other fans let
2: fans affect them. I've learned this that maybe maybe it's just being a moderator of a Detroit Lions website, but I've learned I, it just like I don't care how you fan fan how you want. You want to complain about Stafford and say the Lions should trade him. That's fine. It's completely illogical and, and never going to happen. But if that's what get to you to, to feel better at night, go for it. I wish I could just say, hey, we should trade Stafford and then fall asleep and be fine. But I
1: think fine. I think it's just there's very polarized sides when it comes to the Lions fan base is that you've got doom and gloom and but then you've polarized the side opposite of it to be like hyper defensive about anything that comes in. And don't you dare ever say anything bad about this team.
2: And I get it from both sides. I get being frustrated as a Lions fan. How couldn't you be? And I get the people that want to just be happy at all times because it it sucks being miserable all the time. So why not try to look on? them?
1: I don't even know if they're being happy. They're just being defensive. And I kind of get it. You can only bear so many jokes about the Lions just sucking forever. But like, you know, if
2: if you're an angry fan that wants to hear people, other people yell, I get it. And there's an outlet for you. It's called Radio. And if you want to be the kind of the team <laughs> that the kind of pl- the fan that wants to only hear happy stuff, there's plenty of outlets for that, too. And, and part of it is probably Pride of Detroit, because we tend to try to focus on the positive things because it gets us through the season. Because guess what? The next few months of are going suck. But yeah. this is a good segue into this segment, right? Like, hey. It you know, is. It is. How,
1: how can you deal with this? Months. And I'll let you know straight away on this podcast, and Jeremy's not going to hear it, but I'm going to try to be ramping up uh, draft talk. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people who tell me I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the draft, but guess what? I like
0: college football.
2: I do too, man. It's kind of the only sport that I care about right now.
0: It's the only sport (sighs) that you can be a fan of in Michigan and not be completely just desolate with your emotions.
2: No, man. Red Wings, six out of last seven, baby
0: goodness gracious stop it. coming back stevie Get Y
1: next help. year stop it <laughs> stop uh, it. all right you want to
2: talk about how yeah to,
1: like how what what, what are we what are we going to do right now because things aren't looking well for this team and i think we've looked ahead on the schedule and boy if you thought the bears loss sucked guess what the panthers are coming to town I know they just got Mollywalps by the Steelers, but um, I don't think this Lions team is constructed to really convincingly beat the Panthers
0: right now, or, or any team in the NFL, but <laughs> or any team.
1: The, the bears have the Bears are then coming back around for Thanksgiving, and I do not foresee Ford Field being a very kind team, I mean be, being a very kind venue to this team right now. And Pested then guess lady. what happened? Jesus, and then yeah, guess what happens when the cl- when the calendar flips to December? It's the Rams.
0: It's the Rams. It's the Rams. Do it's you the think? Rams. Do you think that Stafford tries to say something about how like his Ford F one fifty won't start, so he can't make it to the stadium?
1: I don't okay. even know where. They- <laughs> I <Love> don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get
2: into this segment already because this is getting depressing and the Rams are already going to have that. their division locked up so they're not even going to be playing their starters.
1: that's the not that. You don't they, know they will, Like This they is the have, NFL, them. man.
2: They absolutely will have... They could literally do, clinch their division next week. I saw that.
1: Saying. I know, I know, but we're talking about the NFL here. Yeah. Starters just keep playing. Yeah, no, the, no the Rams
2: what. backups could beat us right now. That's fine. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, here's what I'm going to say to Lions fans looking for a reason to tune in each week. Number one, you're free. You don't have to come up with these crazy scenarios in which the Lions are going to make the playoffs. They're not. You know this now. So, first of all, just enjoy football for what it is. We're not going to have it in two months. So enjoy football as the game it is. And sure, your team's not going to win a lot of games. That's going to suck. But... I watch football because I love the game of football, and that's what I'm going to be doing every week. Now I'm not going to get my hopes up for a win. I'm not going to get my hopes up that the Lions finish the season six and zero and and somehow slip their way into a ten and six season and and any of that. It's not going to happen. Even if it did, I'm not even sure ten and six would win the division. It probably wouldn't. So you're free. You're free. Enjoy football Run. for the pure sport that it is. I'm not Join saying anyone. put a, put away your fandom. You can cheer for the team to win. Just realize, not the end of the world if they lose because
1: there's no stakes anymore. You could just make memes. You could go completely weird with this team.
2: Sure, make Why memes. Why not? Yeah, talk about Caldwell and and put his face on things and thinking Caldwell emoji guy. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you kids do, but <laughs> sure, make some emojis, make some gifs. Don't call them gifs, or I'm talk gonna reach through my computer screen and
1: strangle you. We're getting dark again here. It's one o'clock. What do you want from me? I don't know. I'm on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, lucky you. So Mm -hmm. here is the way that I am going to watch the games and enjoy them. And today was actually a pretty good case in point of that, which might sound insane. But however, Mm -hmm. like find joy in the the insane things that can happen during a football game. Like, I don't know a field goal kicker missing four extra points and hitting <laughs> hitting the field goal post on all of them. Like and not just like and not just like grazing it, but every single one of those Dead kicks on. there was an audible dong off of each and every one of them. So I think as you're watching games on Sunday or on Thursday on Thanksgiving, just find joy in the wild and wacky and weird things that can happen during an nfl game because like you said jeremy the stakes are completely out of it bofa for bosa play dead for ed whatever whatever it is you want as long as it's not i was gonna say a tight end but i mean it would be really nice to have eric ebron right about now right um Oh
2: man, we almost got through it without mentioning his name.
0: Well, you know what he he almost got through the first half without scoring four touchdowns because he scored three. <laughs> By the uh, way,
2: I'm naming my non-existent band Audible Dong.
0: Audible Dong, thank you. Audible Dong. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that was good. Like, so so my friends and I are watching the game, and they they hate me because they're like you know, we don't want you to come over anymore on Sundays because you make us watch the Lions game. <laughs> like, we just want to watch Red Zone. Why can't we just watch Red Zone? And I'm like, I have to watch the Lions game. And they're like, this is torture. But the only time that we found fun in it was when, you know, Cody Parkey is <laughs> audible dong it off the field goal post.
2: <laughs> we don't really have titles for episodes, but can we just
1: title this one Audible Dong? <laughs> <laughs> audible Dong? Yeah, sure, sure. Lions versus Bears. Audible Dong. I'm pretty sure that's gonna get taken off iTunes if I name it that. Though I'm gonna have to come up with some creative spelling of Dong.
0: Do it with a zero. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! Like how how unreal is that? You get two times the two two teams you play against, both in your division, where their kickers just decide to just completely crap themselves when they're playing you.
0: Like, we're definitely going to call those, uh, like, those are LinkedIn performances, right? <laughs> get it spo- cool. That's our new sponsorship, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Two of those games. And this lion's team couldn't capitalize on it this time. LinkedIn, get your resume ready. Uh, Play uh, of the game. Blunder of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think what was also so satisfying about those missed kicks too though is like how happy the lions like players were They're like yeah you missed it it's like you guys are still terrible you're not gonna do anything. you're still getting it. crushed <laughs> you're not gonna turn like you're not gonna turn these into points like what yeah. what, what are you excited about yeah you missed the kick i mean but then again at the same time it's like you know what put myself in their shoes in their position you guys audible donging it off the posts. awesome can i share my advice
1: Please. Sometimes, sometimes you just need to turn the game off and go do some other stuff, but always make sure to come back to Pride Detroit and catch up on what you missed.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> the hashtag sponsored tweet.
1: Sponsored tweet, but like, I mean, there's no shame in missing part of this game, especially if you get incredibly frustrated with what's going on, too. Oh, like, like I know our boy John Whitaker, gets, he gets really emotional about the games. He really does, because he loves this team, and he just had to turn it off and go watch some CFL and some esports. It's mm. fine. He didn't miss much in the second half.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you really like football too, like hopefully you have the red zone or something because that's honestly what gets me. Th- that's there's what so got many me many through many today. Teams out there right now.
1: There's yeah. so many good teams to watch, there's so many exciting teams and storylines going on around the NFL right now. Today was, was a weird so day, though. Yeah, I was gonna say there were so many
0: blowouts. There were so many blowouts. The Patriots well, I mean... lost by twenty-four today.
2: I kind of <laughs> wish I would have watched that game just to see what the hell happened.
1: Yeah, like I don't know how the hell Jacksonville lost, other than Eric
0: Ebron. But okay, but like but, ass, but, he, that's why. but like <laughs> Buffalo forty-one, Jets ten. <laughs> Goodness gracious! They kept on cutting back to that game, and it was like LeSean McCoy was playing like it was two thousand and ten. It was wild. <laughs> i I, jeremy you're gonna have to find someone else to do these nfl picks against the spread
1: because my record is ass after this week
2: i think everyone's is but yeah it's just it's a wacky it's a wacky game and this is why i do kind of enjoy playoffs especially when the lines aren't in it is because i can just like i can go full focus on those games and
0: Yeah, you can just wacky stuff happens
2: and it's fun. And and that's why I love football season, despite the Lions being so bad year in and year out, is just because football is wacky and it's fun. And that's how I'm going to treat the last eight weeks of the season.
1: I mean, we had a Joe Horn cell phone celebration. We didn't even get to talk about it last podcast. Michael Thomas pulled out a cell phone in the end zone, paying homage to Joe Horn. And then someone jumped behind the camera today. Who was it? I don't really know. Oh. So yeah, he, he got on the camera. That's right. <laughs> he,
0: he jumped up, and I, I, that was so creative. I love that. He's going to um, get not flagged for it because. Get
1: yeah, Michael Thomas got fined, too. But that's fine. That's fine. Someone pick up their tabs,
0: please. Oh, my goodness gracious. But, like, my favorite thing about the Michael Thomas celebration was Troy Aikman clutching his pearls and just oh being my, like, Everyone oh. was doing it.
1: Michael Strahan was, everyone was flipping out.
0: Yeah, but it was so good. Like Troy Aikman, like, oh, geez, like the coded racism. I thought he was one of the good ones. Oh. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my goodness, Troy. What did you just say? Like, you know, like the wide receiver that like was highly prolific when you're on the Cowboys, like Michael Irvin stabbed somebody over a haircut. Like
2: speaking of cocaine.
0: Yeah. Spe- speaking of. That, <laughs> um, geez, like, it's just, it's so good. Like, he's like, well, it's really going to cost them. Like, it was too close of a game to be doing stuff like that. It's
1: Even like the day after here in LA, like on local LA radio, I heard guys like tisking Michael Thomas on that. And it's just like, I, I I don't get it guys. Like, it's like, what if that cost you game? It's like, yeah, what if, and not like everything else that was going in on in on that game? Like, woohoo, congrats? Like, you just, embrace joy embrace the fun side of this stuff and that means sometimes there's fun in weird and dumb teams and that's why that's why i keep with the lions even though everyone says i'm not a fan or i should not talk about certain things or whatever it's like look this team this team at the end of the day is weird it's a really weird team even when it's blowing up and i just wish it was more interesting as it was blowing up i wish like stafford would like you know, suddenly throw the ball like the wrong way. (laughs) Not not to like a defender, but like throw it down back up, up the, up the other way on the field.
2: I just, I want to see him just throw it in Rich Gannon's face on the sideline once.
0: (laughs) I want to see, I want to see Taylor Decker on a tackle eligible play. That would be fun.
2: By the way, I just saw a replay of that Taylor Decker play where he gets bowled over by Khalil Mack.
0: Ragnar stepped on his foot.
2: Yep. It's true. I didn't see that before. So it's, it's an unfortunate, just like posterizing of him that you have to kind of look closely to see. We
1: need comedy of errors. That's what
2: that that was one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But just to kind of bring it all back to the lions here. If, if you're a fan of this team and you want to root for them and you want more than just wackiness ensuing the young players is the, I think is the final reason yeah. why you should be excited about this team because <clears throat> like I was more saying before, you'll see more of them this year's draft class does look really good and granted it's early and just like you don't want to call a player bust this early. You don't want to necessarily crown someone this early, but Deshaun hand picked up another sack carry on Johnson continues to look good. Frank Ragnow is the least of the Lions' worries on the offensive line, except when he's stepping on our left tackle's feet.
0: Tracy and, Walker had a good play today. Tracy
2: Walker had a good play today. We'll we'll almost <laughs> undoubtedly see more of him in the last month or two of the season. So yeah. that's something to be excited for, because I don't think anyone really wants to see too much more of this other Lions secondary out there. Like Even if it means sitting Glover Quinn, I think we'd all be better off for it.
1: But we're just preaching, we're preaching anarchy here. We're saying, if you want to watch the the young guys, go ahead and do it. If you want to watch the wackiness, go ahead and do it. If you want to tune out, go ahead and do it. Just make sure you read Pride of Detroit at the end of the day. That's all. Like, do, do you,
0: do you. Don't, don't tell people what to do. That's and all. Then, and then the one other thing to mention, though, is like Tracy Walker, like had a good, like pass breakup, but like, that's also like a relatively very low bar that we're setting just because nobody else does those on Sunday. <laughs> so he does that. And we're like, oh, he's good. He's good. He-. <laughs> You can, uh, you can get his hand in and affect passes. Quandary Diggs had a really good one in the end zone, too.
2: He did. Yeah. Ooh, I, I just saw of another reason to watch. Play the game. Will Nevin Lawson ever get his first career interception?
1: Dude, I hope he just keeps that game ball when he does. Everyone's going to be, like, bagging on him for not getting more earlier. But you know what? I'm rooting for him
0: to get one. I'm sure absolutely I'm rooting for Nevin Lawson to get one I'm also or you can play the game does Nevin Lawson's neck work <laughs> like other people's <laughs> neck work see there's hope for
1: the rest of the season after all we're going to take a quick break and we come back we're going to dive into the mailbag it's depressing but there's some fun questions in here too as always we will be right back double dong double dong mail time here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to mail mail time hashtag ask pod as always get your questions in anytime anywhere any place we'll try to answer as many as we can unless they really depress us or if it's something that we cover earlier in the podcast, we won't usually like revise it, revisit it in the mailbag unless we really like the question. It just, it's, it's just how the thing goes. Like I know a lot of people ask really good Lions questions, and it just so happens that we happen to accidentally answer those as we're going along. But guess what? We're, we're using your questions to help write the show, as it were. Uh, we usually do reviews at this point, but I think we said last time we're just going to be done with that. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I'm, I'm not pulling out my phone this late. Screw it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty late for you guys. Okay, um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> Actually, I do. Rodney Lane, hashtag ask POD, what is your favorite play call on 3rd and 20? On
2: offense or on defense?
1: I think he <laughs> means when the Lions are on offense.
2: Because on defense, it's don't cover anybody. Jesus
0: Christ. Engage eight. <laughs> engage
2: a... Oh, man. I know my least favorite is a draw play. Like, you might as well take a knee there if you're going to do that. The Lions actually had, like, a third and 20, and they threw it downfield, and they I felt did. bad because I sent, like, three tweets right before, like, okay, here comes a draw or screenplay. Then it didn't come. Of course, they didn't complete the pass, but. They tried. They did try, and I I give them credit for that because when you throw the ball in third and 20, pretty much only good things can happen. Maybe it gets intercepted. Maybe you get sacked, but you were third and 20 anyway, so who cares? I mean, the Lions had a really great third down interception today. Matthew Stafford threw a perfect arm punt, so maybe that's it. The arm punt. I think the arm punt is my favorite third and 20 play, and Stafford pinned him deep, so. He did. Maybe uh, we don't even need Sam Martin. Arm punts. The future of this
1: offense, <laughs> arm punts. See, but that's the thing. Like you, Arm punts, there might be some, something to that because you can't like fair catch an, an arm punt.
0: You probably should knock it down, though. You should not catch it at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Hmm. But uh, what, if, if, what if you're still throwing receivers out there, though, and it's like you kind of have to catch it because else they might go for it, too.
2: Do you have to keep I'm on? glad you are not a
1: defensive back coach. I'm just, I'm not thinking you way too much, much about The Lions defensive backs right now. Maybe you, are you what? the defensive what? backs coach? I'm just saying what happens on fourth and 20, you just go out there and tell Stafford just to wing it, hail Mary. And we're going to put, I don't know, the, the most athletic defensive backs out there, out in the wide outs. <laughs> what? So they can go out there and look like they might be able to catch that pass. And now you've got to catch it. You can't just let it fall to the, the turf or else they might they, they, they might get the ball and they get the first down.
0: I no now idea you've got to pin them deep. I, I don't know what's happening right now, but the title of this podcast is Arm Punts and Audible Dongs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i need a second maybe
2: we should always record at 1 a.m i'm not sure what's happening right now but i think it's kind of lightning in a bottle
1: it's magic is what it is It's it's the magic of this team crushing us beneath beneath its boot all right next question here from logan smith what is the best snow cone flavor
0: i i can't remember the last time i had a snow cone it's blue yeah, blue's probably the answer. Snow Blue comes comes are the trash. Answer. They're the, They're not.
2: They're. You're basically. Someone looked at a dog peeing in snow and was like, "Hey, what if we made that
0: taste a little better?" <laughs> a little better. The operative word, little. Oh uh God. yeah. I. I mean, shaved ice. It's basically just like drinking a like a like a slush puppy, right? So I mean, whatever. Blue, clear, blue's the say, best. Blue's sh- the best flavor. Blue shaved ice. The
2: Hawaiian treat is delicious. Snow cones, trash.
0: Oh, God. Here we go. We're arguing semantics. Shave ice Uh, is totally different.
1: And here I thought shaved ice, we were talking about some sort of like fruit bar or something. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going
2: on. To all the Hawaiian people out there, I'm saying shave ice, not shaved ice, because that's different. It's not how you say it.
1: Technically, you're cheating because we do have a Hawaiian a person like really intimate with Hawaiian culture on our staff and Andrew Cotto. And every time I go out for poke, he is very quick to, re- to correct me whether or not I get authentic poke or not. <laughs> Delicious. though, It is. Megan is, I guess Americanized is the wrong word. Americanized, it, Americanized poke is fine too.
2: It, it, yeah, it is.
1: I'm just saying Americanized is probably a poor term for it since Hawaii
2: is uh, in America.
1: Uh, people know what we mean. Megan Nisbet asking us uh, hate to interject a non-lines question to break up the negativity no Megan please do please do <laughs> uh, what
0: is your favorite Disney slash Pixar film hmm curiously starts typing Disney slash Pixar films into Google <laughs> or I, I, I'm assuming so we can include our uh, because it is
1: Disney slash Pixar are we limiting ourselves on to 3D or just going it be any, oh. anything I think oh, it's yeah. anything. It can be anything.
0: My my answer is definitely Coco. Coco oh man. I have yet I haven't seen Coco. Coco's really good. I cried. I'm you know? Not I,
2: afraid to admit that I cried.
0: <laughs> uh, I was I mean I was moved emotionally.
2: That yeah, mm. that that's really good. As a kid it was Lion King and not because of the Detroit Lions at all. I just I like the music in that one. And then I really liked wall when it came out. I'm not sure if Wally still holds up. I haven't watched it in a while. And there are some seriously good movies coming out, like Coco, that might overtake
0: it. But I'll, I'll stick with Lion King and, uh, and, and WALL-E. Yeah. So, so you, you're a big fan of Hamlet? Yes. Okay. I have no clue how to answer this question. I
1: really don't. You don't like you, any of me. You pick a movie. No, no, no. I, like I, I can't. I can't pick a movie. Is the problem? Just pick. Not just say one that you like. Okay. Fine. Fine. Is I, I have to make sure it's Disney because I oh don't want to screw this up. Yes.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, The Emperor's New Groove.
1: Oh, damn it!
0: All right, that's a really close <laughs> second. That's a really good movie. Um, also, sidebar. Don't watch cronk's new groove it's bad it's really bad oh it's bad it's bad, it's bad. Yeah.
1: like sequels disney disney god bless them i'm glad they figured out the Mar- marvel can make franchises for them because they cannot do sequels they just yeah. can't they've nope, never they been can't. able to do sequels oh man it's got to be a no.
2: counterexample. i guess the toy story franchise did okay with sequels. but that's pixar that's pixar well they're just one of the same now aren't they
1: yeah, but like that, that's, that's, we're talking, I'm talking like specifically like oh. Disney films themselves.
2: Okay, the old ones, like
1: yeah. The, the Disney feature animations, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Good question. No, yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm glad that uh, I got Brian to rethink his question. That's always a good time when I can uh, give him a curveball like that.
0: I just watched Emperor's New Groove not too long ago. It's so good. It's full of so many quotables. Speaking of animated films, I went to go see The New Grinch on Friday. It was good. It was a nice little watch. If if you have if you have young kids, I would recommend taking them to go is see it, it. Better
1: than the is it better than the Jim Carrey thing?
0: I really like the Jim Carrey film. I might be in the okay. minority, but I, I no, enjoyed. I I've the, met some
1: other people who like it. I just it just wasn't my bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, no, it's cool. I mean, like I, I like Ferrell. Ferrell did the narration. So oh, cool. okay. Yeah, Keenan Thompson was in it, so that's always <laughs> that's always a thing. Because I've been without a you know a day job for a while,
1: I've been kind of swinging and missing on seeing some of the new films. I've missed Venom and I missed Bad Times of the El Royale. Um, kind of want to see that. I guess I'll probably see Aquaman when it comes out. I know that's not part of this question, but everything is Disney now, and I'm sure DC will be Disney before long. But whatever. This podcast will be Disney before long? Everything's going to be Disney before long, man. That's just how it works. I wouldn't mind getting some of that Disney money. I don't think they'd pay us, even when we were with them. Uh, let's see here. Let me find another question here. We're going to have to go back to Lions on this one. Sorry about that. Um, Chris at Chris J. Lee asking us, why is e- Eric Ebron doing better in Indianapolis? Well, we're going to have to cut reasons. this one. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we're cutting, we're cutting the wound right now
2: because Indianapolis throws it a billion times first of all and they know how to use them I mean what he caught he caught four passes today I think so it wasn't like he blew the scene up three of them just happened to go for touchdowns or I think one was a run <clears throat> but I don't know that they're, they're, they're utilizing they know he's a red zone threat and I don't know if the Lions just didn't realize that or what
1: but I don't but know. Again, I I, always, I, he, I, I always, oh, go on. I
2: was just Sorry. gonna say, if if you look at his overall PFF grade, and I know PFF isn't isn't the end all be all, he's not actually playing that much better individually on a down to down basis than he was in Detroit, but he's being utilized where he's the most valuable, and that's in the red zone. So he's scoring a shit ton of touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I just trying to figure out what's going on with Ebron being out there doing all this stuff in Indianapolis has been frustrating and it's more frustrating because fans don't want to hear it and don't want to talk about it. And I hate to keep pointing to my, uh, you know, column I wrote in the off season or stuff, but I mean, I I guess I just liked Ebron when he was with the lions. I thought he was personable. I understand everyone doesn't want to hear that when he's dropping passes, but, you know I'm I'm glad he's doing well in Indianapolis. He's got like what, 7 touchdowns on the year already? Oh no. He has 9, oh, more? I believe. 9? Okay, I'm sorry. Oh crap. Yeah. No, this sheet this is what I get looking at some outdated stats. My bad. My bad. 9. Uh what's the, I, I what was Gronk's record again? I think he's unparted whatever. I don't know. this was a bad question we're going to see we, we were doing fine on disney movies and snow cones yeah. Then we, we just came back here
2: took a hard left right into the darkness again
1: well i'm just saying that's there's that's pretty much all that's left is darkness <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to figuring out our arm punt strategy we could do audible that. dong please no <laughs> um jacob music asking us uh he's got two. I'll take two of his questions here. He's got uh first one is Scott Linehan reunion question mark. I thought Stafford was lights out with Linehan.
2: Let's not do this. Do you realize how much Cowboys fans hate Scott Linehan right now? Because it's an <laughs> 11 on a 10 scale right now. And I know they just won a big Thursday or Sunday night game, but they hate Scott Linehan. This team needs to go forward, not backwards. And I mean that both in the literal sense of they can't be hiring people that used to be on the team and the fact that Scott Linehan is considered an old mind in the NFL now. Chris and I were talking about this off-air. The Lions offensively, schematically, are moving backwards in time, and that's not the thing that you need to be doing. You need to find a fresh mind. You need to find a Matt Nagy, a, a Sean McVay. And I know that's not easy, but going over retreads from guys who were best 10 years ago, that's not the way to make this offense better. I know Stafford was throwing 40 touchdowns and Scott Linehan is here, but you have to realize that the NFL has changed a lot since then. That was almost 10 years ago.
1: And that was with Calvin Johnson too, at the end of the day. I'm sorry. Like that, that is a big factor to it as well. Like, I, I don't know. Like, um, I mean, yeah, you're right. We did. I did want to talk about it more and we just kind of got away with it because we had so many other good conversations going on here, but. Maybe that's something we sit down with in a later podcast when we talk about what do the Lions need to do? What is the future of the NFL? Because, yeah, I I mentioned that I felt like the Lions had kind of lost this arms race with, you know, the Vikings, with the Bears. Uh, God knows what's going to happen once the Packers finally wise up and fire Mike McCarthy and try to, you know, make their team minty new and fresh. But it just feels like the Lions kind of, they took a step backwards in time going for old school you know run first uh play out of some sweet clean pockets you know maybe try to work out maybe the most uh, dynamic thing is maybe working out a two tight end set but i think even that the two tight end sets kind of passed by it's 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 something different now with the with these schemes Also, you kind of need tight ends to run out of a two tight end set. and The lines don't. Yeah, well, (laughs) there's that. Um, We've got some more questions about offensive coordinators, too. And um, I mean, again, I think we talked about it enough last week. I just don't know what's going to happen. Like once you go past Jim Bob Cooter.
2: Yeah, and I don't I'll be honest. I don't feel like throwing out names out there until it's actually done until they actually fire Jim Bob Cooter. I'll, I'll start the research now, but like. Otherwise you're just like, oh no, let's just but take remember, someone from the Rams staff or let's take someone from the Chiefs staff or let's take someone
1: from the Bears staff. It's let's just take just, someone from college. Let's take Hugh Jackson. It's just more outlandish. But no. like, do you remember what I'm happened when Jackson. when when Joe Lombardi got fired? They walked out like who among us were talking about Jim Bob Cooter up until that point? Like we weren't talking about Jim Bob Cooter. They walked down the, the hallway, they knocked on the door of the quarterback's coach and said, Congratulations, you're the OC now. Right. I mean, that's
2: going to happen with any mid-season firing. The the surprise was that it worked, and he basically saved his own job.
1: Yeah. For a while. Hmm. Josh Harrington asking us, uh, what's more disappointing, this Lions team or the ending of How I Met Your Mother?
0: Oh, How I Met Your Mother is such an awful show. (laughs) I don't know why people like that show it's because neil patrick
2: harris is is, yeah i mean he has a really good cast. i'll be honest neil patrick harris is is a charismatic guy i like him and i also like uh the guy from jason siegel jason siegel thank you i like jason siegel a lot and those guys are funny i just i don't know the standard sitcom doesn't do it for me we're gonna lose a a lot of people saying that that show is trash but
1: that's fine no someone made me sit down through it like I, had, I, I was living with a bunch of people up in Vancouver when I was living up there for two years. I was living out of their house for a while. And um, around the time of Canadian Thanksgiving, which is back in October, they wanted to sit down. And while we were trying to make Thanksgiving dinner, they wanted to go through a How I Met Your Mother marathon with the expressed purpose of, of getting to the uh, Slapsgiving episode. And I've kind of hated them ever since for it. <laughs>
2: well here's the thing if you've ever watched any cbs sitcom and enjoyed it you're either 70 years old or older or you just have the worst sense of humor ever and you've never actually seen comedy ever which i mean it's fine comedy like if,
1: stop jeremy's shown up here folks i am
2: absolutely 100 percent a comedy stop you guys need to know that if you don't know that about me already
1: i was gonna say how are you dealing with that because you used to go to comedy shows in la all the time we've never talked about this part of you moving back to michigan it's uh i definitely have
2: withdrawals but you know the comedy of errors that i get to see every sunday have have (laughs) Ah,
0: perfect way to go i know comedy. yeah you get it we still got to go to ridley's comedy castle here pretty soon um but uh, also to go along with like how i met your mother josh radner is awful like as like Ted Mosby, like Josh Radner is probably like a nice person. I don't know. Actually, I I have no idea who Josh Radner is as a person, but like Ted Mosby is just one of those like awful television characters that's so stock and so neurotic. And he's the Ross. Ugh! it's.
1: Chris Gordon asking us, uh, he's got two questions. I'm going to read this first one here, which this first one does not make my blood boil. The second one will. Uh, first one is: If we had hired Nagy instead of Patricia, would we be where the Bears are tonight? Oh, I love playing this game. Well, I I think the answer to this is no, because again, like we're just not as talent. The Lions team's just not as talented as this Bears team right now.
2: It would be interesting though. Like would Eric yeah, Ebron be on the yeah. team if Matt Nagy was hired? Yeah, personnel. Golden personnel. Tate would almost certainly still be on the team if Matt Nagy was hired.
1: Personnel decisions would absolutely be an interesting part of this team for sure.
2: And I mean, uh, yeah, maybe instead of keeping Jim Bob Cooter, the team keeps Terrell Austin instead. I don't know. It, it's kind. Of, it actually, the more I think about this question, the more interesting it gets to me. I think, I think the team would be more exciting and more interesting. Definitely more exciting on offense, that's for sure. The thing is, I'm not ready to say it would have been a better move long term. I'm just not ready to give up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The thoughts have crossed my head for the first time of of thinking maybe the Matt Patricia hire was was a really really bad move. But I'm not ready to to throw the throw the towel in. To wave I'll ask flag.
1: you. I'll ask you again in December. How's
2: that? I'm 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 going to give him more than a year. Okay. I mean, there's nothing more that can happen this season that's going to make me feel worse about the team because just, I've already seen no progress. Okay.
1: I mean, well, well, I, I think this is something I want to like debate you on another podcast for sure because like I have a very different view about this, especially when it comes to the Lions window, but. Chris Gordon's second question, and this is where I end the podcast, screaming, is he asks, can we get Charlie Weiss to replace Cooter?
2: Oh boy. Everyone back up. Chris is about to explode.
1: Uh... Thank you for listening to the Pride Detroit POD cast. We are on iTunes and Stitcher. Our main theme was produced by Brian Shepard. You can find him on Twitter and on SoundCloud at... I am Brian Shepard I-A-M-B-R-I-A-N S-H-E-P-A-R-D Thanks a lot to him Check out his stuff He's been great He gave us Victory Monday So go check him out That's I am Brian Shepard And thank you for everyone who keeps listening And makes us one of the greatest Lions podcasts possible Y'all are awesome See you star side